Hey guys, how's it going? I'm here at the Broken Funhouse Studios with Larry, and we wanted to address before the podcast kicks off that you can actually listen to us on multiple platforms. Larry has a little bit of stage fright today, probably because of a severe hangover, so it'll mostly just be me doing the talking. But you can actually not only listen to us on YouTube, but you can hear us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, Podcast Index, and Listen Notes. So just wanted to give a quick shout out that you can listen to us on multiple platforms. Larry, do you have anything to say thanks lair anyways cue us up with that music larry Jeez, I mean, you guys do nothing but complain about how you can't stand it in this place here and then you haven't got the guts just to walk out what do you think you are for christ's sake crazy or something three How's it going, guys, and welcome to No Context. I'm sitting here with Gassy, and we have a very important event to talk about today. Gassy, do you know what it is? It is 4th of July. It is. We uh, we missed it. It's, what is it, July? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's somewhere near the 9th, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a long weekend. But we've never uh, been punctual with our time, so... It's how much traffic is on the actual fourth? It's We're the in, smart ones. It's in character. Yeah. Did you hear all the bings, bops, and poops and pops out there? I did. I did. Followed by a lot of inconspicuous gunshots. Yeah. Do you ever just try to guess the caliber? You're like, uh, oh, that's sometimes. a bottle rocket. That's a 45. Sometimes. They speak in their own language. They, they do. I've learned that over the years. Mm-hmm. Firing in cadence is uh, something I've been paying attention to this <laughs> holiday. But other than that, it's been a great 4th of July weekend week. Yeah, it really has. Did you have a good 4th overall? I did. We stayed inside and went to bed early. That sounds beautiful. That's what we do now. Yeah. Did you uh, drink or smoke anything special? I uh, I did. I, sm- I actually rolled myself this Freedom Cannon. Yeah. Just of a mixed blend of things I have at It ain't home. me. It ain't me. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I rolled that for the evening as the fireworks were going off, just sitting out on the porch and oh, yeah. enjoying myself. And then I, I mowed the lawn and smoked a joint. That was the most American thing I heard all day. And in PT shorts and low-cut socks. Damn right. Did you feel the breeze on your calves? I did. That's the best when that like whiff of the fresh cut grass hits mm-hmm. you. All that pollen. Oh yeah. A sneeze or two. Oh, you know your eyes are gonna burn by the time you're done, but it's worth it. Absolutely. You know, the reason I ask about smoking or drinking is I tend to find when I do barbecues, which I tend to always do, or at least the place I go to will do a barbecue, mm-hmm. I like to roll up a little something special. So the meat's not the only thing cooked. The people there are too. So That's naturally, like I wanted to eat half an edible and watch The Machine with Burt Kreischer, but, like, <laughs> we're not jumping ahead yet. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think that it's important to have something special on special occasions. Like, you always got to pack some ridiculous bowl for the Super Bowl. Because, yes, I'm that immature. And then there's other things like Christmas where you know a cocktail is going to be in Sioux. So I guess that kind of leads me to, if you're going to have a barbecue on the 4th, is there a certain beer that you prefer? Is there anything you lean towards, or summer cocktails even? I have been leaning towards light beers yeah, a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Um, like today, for instance, we are drinking Corona Light, mm-hmm. but we did splash a little bit of Tabasco in there. We did. And folks, if you haven't tried that. You find out real quick if your throat needed cleared, your nostrils needed flared, or even a, a winkle of just, the eyebrow. Nah, it just kind of opens you up. It does. Yeah, like a yeah. good therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Better help in Tabasco, today's sponsors. Yeah, put that in your eyes, folks. I was, uh, yeah, no, I've been, I've been uh, kind of leaning towards the lighter beers. Yeah. I was kind of looking for a shandy today. 
but uh, Corona Light was just kind of calling the flavor. Refreshing. Which, yeah, just something something easy. We're drinking it with a zero sugar vitamin water, so they, they balance out. And we're recording, so I have to kind of be on behavior. Yeah. Do you ever have, like, summer cocktails on the 4th? Is there ever, like, a drink that you'd fall back on? Mojito any day. Mojito? No I'm kidding. a mojito whore. You like the refreshment? I do. Mm. I do. I, I like the punch, and I like the I like that little bit of toothpaste afterwards. Yeah, for sure. A little you Colgate know. to the cocktail. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's refreshing. What about you? Do you have any, like, cocktails that you're just like, this is what I'm having, get out of my way? Sometimes. Like, I always have massive respect for a jungle juice. Mmm, I mm. love making jungle juice. Maybe a little meal kicker, mm-hmm. you know, where they put it in the bathtub or something where, you know, <laughs> hey, everybody, we shouldn't be drinking out of this. And they're like, oh my God, there's probably germs. And you're like, a piece of peach? <laughs> <laughs> Do, have you ever had a Moscow mule? Oh, of course. And a, a copper, copper glass. Cup. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, yeah. And you used the right term, cup. I said glass. I you fucked did. it up. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I saw Larry Roll's eyes. I didn't like the disrespect, but he had a point, so I'll let mm-hmm. it slide. Yeah, how, why don't you make us one yet, huh? I, we know the bottles are empty behind you and you fill them with water, but we'll let it slide today. It is the weekend. Yeah, your PO did catch on, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. He's got a breathalyzer on his bicycle now, but we're not going to address that yet. I didn't blow into it yet. <laughs> on the other side of the breathalyzer is a kazoo. Dumbass. <laughs> 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 yeah, no shit. You know, with the fourth, I like drinks like a jungle juice or something fun. I'm a tequila guy anymore, so I like even like these zero sugar sodas and shit with them. Oh, we had a tequila drink the other day. We did with the zero sugar root beer. It, yeah. it, it did some. I like how, like, because I'm a very anti diet. Yeah. Zero sugar kind of. You yeah, got me on the same. horrible. It for is. For any listener, don't think that it's better for you. It's just a different form of sugar. Yeah. It won't spike your glucose, but there's a lot of studies with aspartame to look into. There's a lot of studies with sucralose to look into, but. Yeah, no, I I, I would agree with that. It's, uh, it's definitely not a healthier option. I always thought it was really funny when people would be like, yeah, I'm trying this new health kick, so I'm going to just drink Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah. It's always Diet Coke for some reason. Always. Dude, that's a personality type. It is. Diet Pepsi is like, oh, how long did you serve? Mm. It could be one way or another. <laughs> They're like Fort Lauderdale, and you're like, wow. Or they could be like Oregon State Penn, and you're like, yeah. wow. I feel like you can learn a lot about people the same way. Like, are you smoking Marlboros, or are you smoking Camels? Are Someone drinking... has a parliament, and you know they've gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. A Winston, get out of their way. Do not ask them about anything. Paul Mall might as well be Paul Wall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Coke and Pepsi, I feel like, uh-huh. fall in the same parameters. If you were to get whiskey and put it with soda, what's your soda of choice? I just found out that if you put uh, Pendleton whiskey, mm-hmm. it's not the best, not the greatest. But, but it's it, local. It is It is nice. If you do a little bit of cream soda, just a little splash, stir it yep. around a little bit, there is something about it that just brings the flavor of the whiskey out, so it makes me yeah. want to try that with other whiskeys. Dude, try cream soda with a cigar, too, if you never have. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. It just accents a different flavor. Mm-hmm. The sweetness really offsets the smoke. Yeah, I've tried whiskey and vanilla Coke, but oh, I feel yeah. like I feel like the... Uh, the cream soda is a different kind of ballpark. Well, a lot of people like, you know, flavored whiskeys nowadays. Not my tempo, but I no. get it. But, like, a lot of people like, like, Crown Royal Apple. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go with something like that, if you're going to go with a soda, you can't go with too sweet. So I feel like a good RC cola would be okay. in there. But I'm an RC guy. I know a lot of people just rolled their eyes that at That says me, a lot. No, I like that. Yeah, I'm a kid that grew up back in the era where Lunchables had a soda in them. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. Get the little hot dogs with a soda because America... 
Oh, God. You'd crack it and you'd just hear the screams of a thousand workers. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have a favorite Lunchable growing up? The hot dogs with the soda, man. (laughs) Yeah. Take me out to the ball game. They, they, like, decked it out to make it look like it was Mr. Pibb, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it was just, like, it said cola, and they could have even spelled it with a K for all I know. Always super warm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way too frothy. Get it straight out of the fridge and it's, like, room temperature. (laughs) Yeah. That sort of definitely led to generations of alcoholics that we can't even mention yet. It did. Did you ever, like, sneak off with family during a function and maybe get a little puff on? No. Never tried a little wacky tobacco with a cousin or something? Not my demographic. Really? No. Man, when I was younger at family functions, there'd always be one cousin that's like, want to walk to my car with me? And you got that that was, like, the unsaking that you just knew you had to answer to. So you would, like, follow your Aunt Debbie out to the rig and she'd have, like, a joint or something rolled. But, like, I've noticed that during the summer, there's a lot of people out there that will just kind of openly smoke now. Have you ever noticed that? I have noticed that, specifically in the last three years. Yeah. People just fire up a bong on the beach now. It's pretty interesting. And I'm like, you're going to get sand in the grommet, man. (laughs) Glass on glass shouldn't have sand in it. It's going to be all gritty. Mm -hmm. Get a perk with a little bit of clay in it. You're just screwed. Yeah, that pop wasn't a seed. That was glass hitting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get a syringe in your foot and Cannon Beach. Yeah. No good, man. <laughs> Step on a crab. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there a rockfish on the beach? They don't even go here. <laughs> Have you uh, seen any new strains in Oregon? Speaking of uh, the summer, is there anything that's caught your attention to where you're like, this strain's for me, man? Nothing off the top of my head, okay. but I have noticed that the lemony citrus, you know, summer vibes are coming out, just for like sure. I was looking for a shandy today, unapologetically. For sure. Yeah. I like a shandy once in a There's while. like a shock top. Yeah. Get real. Yeah. Blow me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was, uh, I've been, I'm noticing that th- those sativas with the jacks and the lemons uh-huh. uh, are really starting to pop up. Animal face starting to come back again, yeah. at least in our area. Animal mint face and animal mint cookies both mm-hmm. are on the rage right now. Same with vanilla frosting. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the heavy black indicas that are coming in through, like those deep, deep purples. For sure. Black cherry punch, black cherry gelato are both on the rise again right now. I noticed that uh, stativas are really booming for summer. Yeah, I'm a stativa diva. Oh, for sure. So that, that's what I go for. I have some cactus jack and agent orange that you need to give a whiff. Oh, to. yeah, please do, and thank you. Absolutely. But I noticed, you know... You have a point with the whole lemon shandy thing because I just notice overall that like the more kind of floral citrus note mm-hmm. strains really kind of kick up during the summer. And do you think it's because people are more out and about? They're just kind of out marching around the trails and the beach and things like that. So they need something more, you know, uh, citrusy. I would agree with that. I mm. think I think especially out here, mm-hmm. there's a huge like we don't get a lot of vitamin D. Yeah, for so, sure. For, you know, we need that little pep in our step. Yeah. But everyone out here is all about indica. Mm It actually seems what most smokers are into, which, hey, to each their own. Mm -hmm. But not a lot of hybrids anymore. Like a good, solid hybrid. You just don't see it as much. No. No, it's kind of one or the other, which I'm all for. I'd rather just keep it clean, keep it, you know, straight and narrow as far as strains are concerned, especially because I love the sativas. For sure. So I'm all for it. I miss Landry strains. You know, I miss when you just get the Acapulco Gold, the Panama Red. You'd even get, like, Alaskan Thunderfuck or Malnutrition Thunderfuck. Mm. You'd even get, like, the uh, Emerald Triangle strains, like 808 Headband for any of the California smokers out oh, there. Yeah. 
but I miss those strains. You don't even see a good OG anymore, mm-hmm. and that's just a slap in the face to the grower community. Any old-school grower out there knows a true old cut of real OG was just the stickiest, ickiest, dank butt back in the day. It's the shit the Snoop Dogg rapped about. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that Dre talked about in like the episode. But Speaking of weed, do mm-hmm. you feel like the high from smoking is different compared to back in the day, even, let's say, six years? Oh, God, yeah. Dude, I noticed that back in the day, more often times than not, at least just speaking from my experience, you were just kind of happy with whatever you got, and overall, weed itself was more of just a, like, hey, it's a social thing. All my buddies are going to do it. We're going to get in a circle, that 70s show style. And nowadays, people kind of just abuse weed in every way possible. Okay, roll on that, please. (laughs) I think that, you know, dab culture especially is toxic as shit. I'm around a lot of dudes that they think that you can gauge their, hey, man, I'm a man, by the fact that they can dab a one gram dab. And it's like, dude, uh, okay, but, like, I wouldn't be able to do shit for the day if you give me a one gram dab at 10 a.m. I'm just going to be just done for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a lot of people that just dab way too much at this point. And, like, I'm all for using it as medicine. And if you have a legitimate ailment that it helps you get through the day, more power to you. But be honest with yourself. If it's, like, something like, you know, my nose burns a little bit from allergies if I don't get my four dabs in before breakfast, then maybe just lay off it a little bit and see how you do. Do you feel like dab culture has, like, dwindled at all? Yeah, and I think the whole way of smoking has kind of changed now to where people are doing more E-rigs or yeah. cap rigs. Um, you know, the rise of, like, Puffco Peaks or Dr. Dabber setups have kind of changed the way that people are smoking in general. I know a lot of people hit pens, uh, not just the cartridges that are, like, disposable oil, like that's made from glycerine and things, but they get ceramic chambered pens that have built-in dabbers to where you just put in the oil. I've and- seen those. I think it's really cool, especially with the dab pen stuff, because I remember when that first started, I was like, whoa, hey, are yeah. we, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is the best idea yet. You have a chunk of Irish quartz in the bottom wrapped with copper, mm. and you're just hoping the thing doesn't explode in your hand. The new stuff that's coming out with the, uh, with the pens seems a lot more clean and a lot more uh, powerful, yeah. <laughs> I've noticed. Oh, yeah, because you can load, you know. 90% THC crystals into a pen and take it to your express lane job. It's it's crazy. Hey, remember those ooze pens we used to mess around with? Oh, yeah, of course. Best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little dab cool. on that, take a sip, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm way too high to be in a grocery store. You're, like, store scary right high at a safe way. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of personal favorites, did you watch any more of The Idol? I have. Mm-hmm. I've only watched, like, the first three episodes. Okay. Once the weekend came in, I'm like, I fucking hate this. Yeah, yeah. I felt like the first two episodes were super strong uh-huh. and really tried to give you, if you were willing to, like, look at it from a, sp- a certain perspective. It's like, oh, they're trying to say a lot here. I uh, I kind of hate it now. It's just kind of annoying. Everyone hates it. The backlash on that show has been so great. Okay, so you obviously, are you liking it? I finished it. Oh, you finished it? Yeah, there's okay. only five episodes, so okay. it's not too crazy. But yeah, it. I can see why people hate it. But <laughs> like, I enjoyed the shit out of it. So I watched the first three episodes, or first two episodes, and watched the last three. And like watching the chunks of the last three, you're just like, oh, this changes a lot. Okay. But it the show was fine. It just cracked me up. And the hate behind it is hysterical. But uh, did you watch Tom Segura's Sludgehammer by any chance? I did. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was like if a comedian handed you a professional business card. Yes. That's exactly what we got from it. He is so polished that it's just like, 
hey, Tom Segura. Yeah. yeah, do you feel like it's polished to a fault almost? Yeah. He's been touring nonstop with his I'm Coming Everywhere tour for like 400 shows. Something like He's that. He's been doing it since 2020. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of time to And it shows. Own. Yeah. I was I was pretty stoked about it. I actually watched it 4th of July when it came out. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, that's what we did instead of, you know, watching fireworks and stuff. Like, yeah. Hey, let's throw on Tom Segura. That's perfect. Let's just be old and watch Netflix, you know? Same two bears mine because I went with the machine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the machine? I really enjoyed it. I... I get it, and I love that Bert's doing like a, we need to bring comedy action movies back. There's a few scenes in it, of course, no spoilers on this one. We're not going to spoil it. But there's a few scenes that had me legitimately laughing out loud. Mm -hmm. And he has a natural ability where we're just rooting for him because we've been fans of his. You've been fan a fan of his longer than me even. You have personally seen him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you have more of that connection. But like for me, there were certain things where I'm like, oh, this is so Bert. Yeah, I don't know if it was the right choice for the movie, uh-huh. but because it's Bird's movie, it probably was. Yeah, and I noticed he was really leaning into playing himself, mm-hmm. which I think that was pretty appropriate and yeah. very. I would feel important. Yeah, to it. How did you feel about the guy who played the younger version of him? I thought he did fine. He kind of felt a little glee for me, but he did fine. I would... <laughs> yeah, like I felt like he was going to bust out with jazz hands in a song at any point. Yeah. <laughs> The machine, yeah. the machine. It was like, we don't have Austin Butler. What about yeah. this kid? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Oh, he's stuck in Elvis mode? He doesn't want a beer gut? All right, we'll yeah. go with him. Yeah, I, yeah. something tells me that's not what Bert used to look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you like Bert's acting? I thought he did really well in a lot of aspects. I understand he's not a full-time actor, so it was like just trying to get the best out of what he was. There were some scenes that I thought he did really, really well, almost to the point of like theater acting, because he kind of goes from zero to 100 with his acting, and his acting's as emotional as he is, to where there's multiple scenes where he tried to go for like a cry scene, and that's hard as an actor. Like A lot of actors will tell you they try to avidly avoid crying scenes because it's so hard to look natural, but yet look unrealistically cool. Not make like an ugly face. You just have like that single tear that falls like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I could see where he has the ability to dig deep enough. For sure. And I think he knew how much was riding on it. Mm-hmm. It's still in the black. It has not hit positive yet. Even with the release of Video On Demand at home, and it's still a $20 at home theater purchase, but I recommend anyone that has interest, rent it. 20 bucks seems like a lot. Get a couple friends over, have a little party out of it. A lot better than going to the movie theater. Well, and you're still, you know, giving money to the studio to where Mm -hmm. they'll see that these things do well because I think that it'll open up the floodgate for a lot of different stand-up or podcast-themed people to make movies. And I would personally love to see a lot of these guys in movies more. Yes, there's actors like Cheeto Santino, Andrew Santino that does shows like Dave or he was in House Party. Mm -hmm. Or you have even guys like Bobby Lee that have been an actor for years. Old old Mad TV. I was such a Mad... Were you into Mad TV at all? Of course. Yeah, I I wasn't a huge Saturday Night Live fan unless it was like... You know, early the golden early, era, yeah, like the yeah. early '90s and stuff with Chris yeah. Farley, Mike Myers, and Chris the real Rock. golden era. Let's be real, John Belushi, yeah. Dan Aykroyd rocked, but the best era was the Sandler Farley nope, rock. You know, they rode the, they rode the scooter so there could be a rocket ship for sure. Yeah, and Spade. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so I I was a, I was a huge fan of that, but when I saw Mad TV and started getting into Mad TV for sure, like I was like, okay, this is definitely more my 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 tempo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The sketches with Stuart. Uh-huh. The, uh, what were the sketches where it would be like the safety marshal that would accidentally cut off the thumb <laughs> oh, with a Christmas tree? Yeah. And loved it. I loved it. Uh, did you like Mad Comics at all? 
Uh, refresh my memory. They would have like Spy versus Spy, and they were yes. like they had the little cartoon character guy Alfred or whichever. Wasn't it sponsored by Mountain Dew. <laughs> Probably not. It was from like the seventies. Okay, then a lot no. of yellow beards oh, so, out okay, there. Okay, I remember Mad TV doing like a spoof on that. Yes. Then. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Then yeah, they had like these little black and white cartoons called Spy versus Spy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people loved and shit. But I love the Stewart sketches and stuff. Alex Borstein, that most people know as Lois or Trisha Takanawa. Yeah. She, uh, you know, started off on Mad TV like. Uh, he look like a man was her. I just watched uh, the first half of Kicking and Screaming today with Will Ferrell. Oh, the soccer one of, movie. One of my fucking favorites. Duvall's in that, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah. is she. No uh, kidding. Yeah, yeah, Alex Bornstein's in it. I'll and, throw it on tonight. Oh, dude, it is it is fucking hilarious. It's on Netflix. Okay, so if I'll you guys want, out. go check that out. Like that is just one of my favorite. The like, coffee maker. Oh yeah, no, and it's funny because I only watched like half of it. And I was like, fuck, I forgot how much this movie just used to make me laugh. And it's funny, too, because, like, that movie's almost 20. It was 2005, so it's almost 20 years old. Wow. Yeah. It's like Blades of Glory, man. How quickly time <laughs> forgot. <laughs> That's another classic. I rate that up there better than, like, Step Brothers, even. Dude, me Fight too. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. John Heater and his chemistry is just great. I wonder what happened to him. He is figure skating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Did he a just lot turn of into actors. Mark Zuckerberg and just kind of take off from there? Probably. Yeah, he just morphed into whatever anthropomorphic object he is. Yeah. yeah. Be a lamp in here for all we know. Speaking of reptilians, mm-hmm. did you see that uh, that footage of the lady freaking out on the airplane? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Have they ever seen a U.S. Marshal before? People always act shocked. Like someone pulls off a mask in a horror movie. Yeah. She seems like a blast to be around. After watching her behavior, mm-hmm. there was a lot of substance questions that first came into my mind. Just just based off a of personal experience. Of course. Where I was like, okay, but then have you seen like Caretop was on that flight? Really? Yeah. I didn't know. It kind of confirms my uh, my claim on it. Uh-huh. But then there was another another person who made a TikTok was like, yeah, I was on this flight too. I was three rows behind. Mm-hmm. And there was something really off about that guy. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Carrot Top? No, the, uh, some other TikTok dude that oh. said to make something about it. Yeah, so I was, was hoping someone was trying to expose Carrot Top. Yeah, but then everyone else has been like, yeah, there's been a lot of freakouts on planes lately. So it mm-hmm. makes me go, eh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's like trimant buses. At what point are you just like, let's not even talk about it. You know what? I think that actually nails the the pin on the head there Mm -hmm. because I feel like air travel has now ascended into bus travel and the demographics of that. It's like no better than like the max. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to see someone psychologically break down because they can't handle the fact of you know, them getting on an airplane. Sir, you're at altitude. They just start screaming. Yeah, and we've learned there's a lot more people Mm -hmm. that are not cohesive to flying than I would have thought there would have been. Looking at you, Lair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not to single anyone out in this room. Yeah. That's how we know what U.S. Marshals look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for the delays, Larry. Yeah. When you said way too loud, wouldn't it be funny if I said I had a bomb on Southwest Airlines? They didn't find it funny. Yeah, it's not 2005 anymore. No, dude. People take that shit seriously. We don't, but people do. This is what being part of public transportation looks like. Yeah. You just kind of throw everybody from all different kinds of demographics into a bag. Now, I don't think you're going to see a lot of, like, for instance, crack cocaine yeah. usage you know, going on before a plane. No. But having someone that took an extra benzo that day and mm-hmm. then had an extra cocktail before they went on, yeah, you're going to get certain emotions that are going to you know, evict 
they're on their third orange juice and their jaw starts locking up. A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, did she see someone blink sideways just like, you know, Jay did in Men in Black? Yeah. It's a possibility where we're at today. Yeah. You know, who knows? But I'll give it to her. She made a hell of an exit. Yeah, she really did. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Martin Lawrence screaming, they're trying to kill me, being naked down in New York. Yeah. Maybe they were. What do you think that was about? If you had to boil it down. I think that people threatened him, and I think that he had a really hard time being threatened to that level. But who knows? It's hard to say. It's You know, there's certain things in Hollywood that's a rite of passage for people to accept you into Hollywood, especially if you're a black male actor. Like Ozempic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, certain actors have tried to speak out against it. Mm-hmm. Like, for anyone that doesn't know, pay attention to any famous black comedian and wearing a dress. That's a whole theory in itself. Then you realize like more and more people would speak out against it, and then they would be the ones that would have to wear the dress. Then Del won't kiss white women on screen. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. I'm sure he said that. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Either way, as long as you say it with conviction, I'll believe it. I haven't seen all of his films, but, you know. Yeah, if you can't point out one where he has, then you have a point. Yeah, absolutely. But do you have any uh, wild plans for July planned out? Uh, trying to just keep it as as mellow and cordial as possible. It's kind of the opposite of the White House right now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Who do you think had the cocaine? <laughs> it's not like we need to address it. Obviously, the White House found some cocaine. They found a little coca roca. Yeah. yeah, and they evacuated the building because of it. When you find a little Peruvian mount- marching powder in the East Wing, wasn't it? West. West Wing? Yeah. So, Are we sure it wasn't a sheen? Could have been a Clinton era leftover. It could have been Mike Pence's get up and go juice. Yeah, it seems like they're not talking a lot about it, which makes me even more curious. They're like, what in the insurrection? Yeah, I just love how they got everybody out of the building, though. I yeah. mean, hey, way to stick it to protocol. Do you think there was one person sitting outside sweating bullets like, don't call my name, don't call my name? I am sure there was. Yeah. I want to know the purity. <laughs> was there like fentanyl in this Biden Coke? Uh huh. Because I bet, I bet. If you look at the purity and the, if you trace where it came from, it might say a lot. If it's really, really dirty, it was probably Hunter's. If it's really, really clean, it was probably Joe's. <laughs> yeah, I would say, hey, if even if it is Joe's, yeah. hey, if that, if that, if doing cocaine as mm-hmm. a president makes you a better president, yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, it's like cut with insure. <laughs> Gets a little laxative, and they're, they're older now. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I don't think that uh, our president is cordial enough to be able to handle cocaine and be cordial afterwards. Don't you love to think that's why they were giving it to him? Like, maybe if we just wind up this toy, he's going to march like he used to. <laughs> yeah, I like it that he's out there talking, riding on his bicycle and shit. Starts talking about the kids too much. Like, okay, let's let's wean it back. You can't go to the pool every day, Grandpa. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think... That if it was a different drug than cocaine, it would have been handled differently? Possibly. Like, imagine if they found just, like, Molly in the <laughs> White House. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just a couple, like, press smiley face ecstasy tablets, and they're like, who's? Yeah. That's a different That's a different kind of high. That's a different kind of commitment to a high. <laughs> it's like leftover from the Trump era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trump's just in there like, this ecstasy is pure. Not the purest, but it's pure. <laughs> Yeah, you got a Condoleezza Rice just sitting over there on a pacifier. Like, I thought you got out of office. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Wrong black lady. <laughs> RPGs and they're just getting <laughs> down. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like if it was meth, it would. Do you think it'd be like handled differently? No, and you know it'd be a senator. Uh huh. Yeah, if it was Crystal, we got to be talking about like <laughs> a cabinet member. Yeah. You know? Yeah, probably like a Chicago mayor. Let's be real. Do you think Cal Penn stopped smoking weed when he decided to go into office? I don't know if Cal ever really smoked much weed. Okay. I think they were still in the era where like the actors just kind of rolled with it. I can see where you're saying with that. I would see John Cho smoking a lot more. Okay. I don't know, though. You ever smoked with like an Asian friend? Yeah. Yeah, have I you? have. Yeah, I have. They're always the chillest. Smoke. They really are. Shout out those Asian stoners out there. Always the most mellow. They can handle the high. They don't like get weird about it. You know? No, no, mm-hmm. no. No, they're always very respectful. For sure, yeah. And they don't try to go like too inner, like they don't, they don't follow the stoner stereotype as much, which I can really appreciate. For sure, it just happens to be a part of them. It's not them, as opposed to smoking with the fucking Dutch. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, say it like it's 2012. (laughs) Yeah, the Dutch with their weed, they don't play around, but they don't play it serious either. You know who you are. Yeah, and they'll never tell you where they got it. Nope. (laughs) And they always pull it out in a bag that's not sealed, like the Koreans at the gas station. You ever bought pot from a gas station? I have bought pot from a gas station. (laughs) It's sketchy and smells like fuel. I remember hiding weed in my gas compartment. Did you? I used to triple bag it, yep, and put it back there. Nice. Especially when it was one of those, you had to to pull the handle. Yeah. Sometimes you forget about it when you're getting gas. And then, like, everyone's like, that's loud. Yeah. (laughs) They just kind of secretly hand it to you, like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, fill it with mid-grade, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> On card. <laughs> Have you ever dropped weed in an inappropriate place? Oh, yeah. I get it. I've done that with pipes before and broke some nice pipes. That's a devastating feeling. I was uh, doing harvest one day and I went to the like supermarket to grab something. And I'm standing in line and realize there is a nug stuck to my t shirt. <laughs> yeah, we both work in the weed industry. Yeah. Do you ever go into public and then all of a sudden have that like. Oh, someone's making a comment, and it's very backhanded. I smell like the devil's wet wipes, and everyone's offended. Yeah. Yes. I always tell people, sorry, it's my cologne, and you'll see them kind of second-guess themselves. But I think that there's a certain type of people that I always like the ones that are like, you smell really good, and it's like a grandma. And you're like, Uh thanks, Nana. Uh, There's a lot of people that will ask you for some, because they can clearly tell you're in the industry, and they're like, yo, man, want to sell me a bag? And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten that too. <laughs> if you're a cook and you're not at the restaurant, why would someone be like, want to hook me up with a burger? Yeah. <laughs> with what, you fucking empty-headed dumb fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hook you up? What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting bread yeah. for my mom. I don't have a bag on me, no. But do you ever get that? Or like where you can tell people are like sniffing the air and they're like, must be nice. Yeah, I yeah, definitely that. You get the you get the they know but they don't want to acknowledge it and then you have the others that are just like, Hey Yeah. You'll get like one lady that's like, My grandma died from marijuana. <laughs> You're like, Well, she <laughs> sounds like it was yeah. her time to go. And mine cured herself with arthritis, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My Gigi had glaucoma. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what age you were when you started getting stoned and going into public? I still have that problem. Yeah, I'll step into a, a Starbucks. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I have made a mistake. And here's the thing I like about it, though, mm-hmm. is you made a adult decision, mm-hmm. and now you have to deal with that adult responsibility being too high in public, and yes. then you get to have fun. Ask yourself, are you going to commit to the bid or not? Yeah. 
I did that today, actually. Really? I had to go to the store, mm-hmm. and then I was looking in uh, I was looking in the Band-Aid aisle, because I was uh-huh. looking for some, like, you know, burn ointment. Yeah. And uh, they didn't have what I was looking for, mm-hmm. so I decided to leave, and it was right after a black couple came in afterwards. I was like, mm-hmm. great, now they think I'm racist. <laughs> I had, like, this existential crisis of, like, good job, dude. Way to just make yourself look approachable. <laughs> and then I realized, I'm like, you're just really high right now. I need to get over it. I've personally been with you at a bowling alley where people just walk by and be like, where that? And like, you will just instantly like, oh, hey, man, how are you? Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. You hand them a J. Yeah. Say you have a good evening. And yeah. then you leave it at that. Bookmark. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even read. <laughs> I love calling it anything that's not weed related when you hand it to someone. So they just have no idea what you're getting at. <laughs> turkey baster and they're like okay that's a different perspective no i have not done anything like that yeah man you want some of these yams and they're like what why do you call it that (laughs) try to call it something cool but it just makes you sound really dumb and out of touch (laughs) yeah like you grew up somewhere that's not hip here man puffs a sweet potato fry later and they're like the fuck are you on have you ever called it dope to somebody no. <laughs> make you, they make you look like you're an undercover cop. Yo, man, you smoke that crack. Yeah, like, whoa, hey. <laughs> I think you should leave. You know. Let me see your ID. And <laughs> Breaking Bad on the uh, bench when he gets arrested. He's like, if you're a cop, you'd have to tell me you're a cop, right? That's kind of what I'm picturing. Have you ever been asked that? What? Are you a cop? Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Neither have I. I feel like they would have just assumed most of my life I wouldn't have passed the physical. So they're like, he's probably not. Where would I be a cop? Yeah. <laughs> like, good point. I'm not Seattle PD, you know? Like, would I be a forest ranger? Maybe. No. Maybe I'm out there marking trees and wielding a revolver. Who knows? Setting bear traps. <laughs> In a territory that has no bears. To... Yeah, hey there, Ranger Jake. Are you supposed to have those? <laughs> Sir, this is a public park. Are you sure you can do that? You can't put it on the walking trail. This is in the no-leash section. It seems kind of cruel. Like it's a rabbit trap. They'll be fine. Have you ever ran into a bear trap in the woods? No. Oddly enough, I've seen, like, raccoon traps, but I've never seen, like, bear traps in person. I've seen fox traps, too, but nothing that would severely maim anything, just, you know. Yeah, I've only seen cages, which kind of bums me out. Mm -hmm. Maybe also means I'm not looking hard enough. You ever come across the hunting dogs? Yes, going into property that's not mine. Mm. Friends? Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't been chased by property dogs, then have you really got out and explored? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. It's It's like like finding a ghost on a mine shaft. Something I've always wanted to do, never have done it. Mm. I want to go deep enough into a cave where you think you're in a different dimension. Have you ever been in a cave before? No. I don't travel. (laughs) (laughs) Like, other than work, I should say. Yeah. No, when I was younger, I never never explored much. I'm like, what if my inhaler gets knocked out of my pocket and, like, I'm just dead in a tomb, you know? Yeah, we used to go to the, the caves when I was a kid in eastern Oregon. Yeah. And already I was just like, I feel like there's better things for me to do. There's a lot of darkness, and oh, cool, a stalagmite that I have to shine a flashlight on to see. People used to live down here. You're like, keyword use. Yeah. <laughs> they used to yeah. live down here. Now we have iPads. Yeah. You're kind of stagnant. Hey, guys, I got the mountain lion out of here. I think it's safe to live. If it's good enough for a black bear, you're like, you probably a staph infection. Yeah, you have that one person that's just like, this was made out of lava, like, the entire time. It's like, yeah, you said that 10 kilometers ago. I think we can move on. They're holding a compass on a clearly made trail. You're like, I don't think you need that. <laughs> There's a sign in 15 feet that says walk that way. Yeah, they have a, a backpack that's just way too big. Yeah. 
They ordered some like cliff bar for the occasion. You're like, they have a restaurant at the bottom. Do you look at people who go on like hikes mm. or just get out in the wilderness and do you judge them a lot on like how they pack? No, and I find that most people that truly like explore wilderness are like their own special breed of like extreme cardio people. They'll walk straight up a mountain and just be completely fine. They'll get to the top and not even be sweating. And it's like, you packed a rucksack up this mountain. And it'll be like some 155-pound, 55-year-old. And you're just like, how did you do this? But they've been doing it forever. Asians. Oh, yeah. Asians can fucking hike and ruck. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah. Incredible. It really is. Last hike I went on was like straight, one mile straight up. You climb 900 feet of elevation in a mile, so it's it's fairly angled. Yeah. By the time we got to the top, the people that were coming back down, it was just predominantly Asian. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I just went on a, like a, a big hike, super mm-hmm. hungover at a bachelor party a couple months ago. Nice. And uh, we were, you know, trying to work our way up to this like, you know, four mile hike. It wasn't crazy. Yeah. But there was this Asian lady just going by like it was nothing mm-hmm. and we're just we're all struggling mind you we're in our 30s and you know didn't take care of ourselves the night sweating previous. beer yeah oh yeah no throwing up on this well i was throwing up on the side <laughs> yeah there's a possum little snippet it's yeah. fine and some of those people just they they ruck terrain so well yeah you know they're not out there with hunting dogs they're just out there with a little think pad polaroid camera <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. shit the bed. (laughs) (laughs) On Asian Appreciation Month? Yeah, that's going to be our next Patreon, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, hiking-wise, a lot of people can do it, man. It's crazy. I don't judge them unless it looks like they're clearly not supposed to be out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you work at, like, a corporate job, so this is your escape. Or, like, a lot of places will spend, like, 200 grand making a koi pond. Like, look, guys, that's what it would look like if you didn't work. You, know, you don't see corporations going, we're going on a team building exercise. We're going to go on a hike. Big ones do, and they do, like, athletic things, but you never know if you're going to get, hey, guys, we're going to go on a hike, or, like, we're going to play laser tag at a parachute place. And yeah. you're like, uh, team building exercise, we're going to a scrapyard. And you're like, why? <laughs> they all bring metal detectors. Yeah, exactly, looking for arrowheads. But they just, I don't know, man. It would be so weird to be out on a hike and just, like, come across a toddler. You're like, what are you doing out here, man? It's all by itself. Yeah. It's got a little backpack on. Stay away from the stairs. He's, like, licking his finger and testing the breeze. Like, are you We're surviving just... out here? Did you get your, that face paint looks awfully fresh. It has a bow made from an elk's femur bone. You're like, are you from this decade? <laughs> oh, found, great. You found obsidian. There's no obsidian out here. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's running off a of diesel. <laughs> Do you think it'd be odd to run into an indigenous tribe just in the middle of, like, town? Like, oh, those are the midnight walkers of Gresham. Yeah, yeah. After 10 o'clock, any town completely changes uh, scenery. Oh, yeah. If you look hard enough. Mm-hmm. After dark, the bugs come out. Yeah, a certain vibe. They have a certain aesthetic, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of when we used to play Left for Dead. You like hear the witch whale? I just got that on Steam the other day. No shit. It was on sale for a dollar ninety nine. Damn, two dollars. That's what's yeah, down to. for Left for Dead too. I was like, I'll find time to play this. That is like about as much as an arrowhead. Like a the good water. One. Yeah. yeah. Have you played it yet? No, hmm. I have not. Has there been any other games that have really caught your attention lately? I just started Red Dead Redemption two. Glanton gang. I yeah. I, after listening to the Blood Meridian, I have just been in this this Western kick. Yeah. That I just, and, I, and I'm playing it 
as a Glanton gang member. Mm-hmm. So my honor is, I'm not even halfway through, and my honor is just, it's a little low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Shooting the church bells. And things are getting expensive. I'm sure. Don't you love it when they send the search party out after you, though? It's my favorite part. Yeah, you just get like seven of them that ride up on you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Larry, is it time for questions yet? Oh, good. Seth from Poland sent in the first question. Thanks, Larry, for pulling that up. You did something right today. How do you guys feel about public pranks? Well, Sean from Poland, I have mixed feelings about it. What about you? I I do as well, especially us growing up with the Jackass era. Even if you remember, I think Spike TV used to play Trigger Happy TV, which was a British prank. Remember, they'd just roll around in like furry outfits, but they weren't furries back then. They were just costumes. Yeah, just like mascots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I forget about stuff like that. I think of the YouTube era of pranks where it was just ridiculously staged videos of like, I dress up like Pennywise the Clown in the hood. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. Yeah, but now we're in the TikTok era mm. of pranks. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any recently? They're like, okay, that's a little too far. <clears throat> recently, no. Uh, I haven't seen any pranks in a while, though. I used to see a lot of them where it'd be like, do you remember the overnight where people would stay overnight in a haunted area and shit like that, like that era of YouTube? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, that was like the last times I really saw the- What's going on, guys? I'm staying the night in a cemetery. Yeah, and the same dudes that always did pranks, you know, would get hit with like a misconduct allegation, like Sam Pepper. Yeah. But- I, you know, I haven't seen any lately. I see a lot of the, like, husband versus wife, and the husband will, like, do party poppers at her and shit like that, but not a lot of, like... Douse you with a flower. <laughs> yeah, nothing like, I put nair on your eyebrows. <laughs> okay. Nothing too crazy. And nothing that goes, like, viral, let's say. Yeah, exactly. But have you? No, not necessarily. I haven't, like, seen any in person or been a part of any in person, but I definitely feel like there is a line, like... You can't just go into Home Depot and fuck with people. Exactly. Like they'll like or especially like dudes who will go and like taunt gang members and stuff and like really bad yeah. parts of like you that know ghettos so and shit. Stupid. I'm like, what the fuck did you that's just dumb. That's just dumb. Yeah. Like I, I in fact I hope you get maimed and hurt. <laughs> yeah. And I hope you I hope you have really shitty insurance too. No, I'm with you. Like the it's just dangerous and why? Like when the world is so serious, now is not the time to go out and try to fuck with random people. Well, and I feel like a lot of that huge generation of that TikTok prank stuff right now, it's like late teens and early twenties, which I mean, yeah, that's what you fucking do. But now we have this weird platform where it's like almost encouraged. Yeah, and I think that enough people will get hurt to where they're like, maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. All right, next up, looks like we got Clay from England. How do you feel about the Pledge of Allegiance in schools? Oh, good question. That's an introspective question from a foreigner. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I wonder if they think we still do that in every school. I would imagine that they definitely do. Yeah. I, I would think that the way that America portrays itself mm-hmm. and the way that Ameri- the narrative that America is portrayed, it's a definite possibility that they're like, yeah, they, you know. They open every school day with Maverick. We didn't. We stopped saying the Pledge of Allegiance in grade school yeah. on, on like routine. I remember that being like a significant thing we did every morning, at least yeah, in the like school I went to. Assemblies and football games. Yeah. It wasn't until I got into like definitely high school it was just like all right class just open your books and you know whatever mm-hmm. but i don't i don't think we're the generation that was probably the most far removed from yeah. it at first yeah 
where the generation just before us had it be more predominant. Like God wasn't in school and the patriotism wasn't really in school mm -hmm. as much. I remember them taking God out of the Pledge of Allegiance and the chaos that ensued. Yeah. But (laughs) I don't know. I don't feel like as a society, it's not, it's not, it's not required Hmm. and it doesn't really matter Hmm. if that makes any sense. It wouldn't, we're at a point of our society where I don't think that saying the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning is going to make a difference in absolutely anything. No. Because we're not we're not honed in or conformed to have a super sense of patriotism in our academics, mm-hmm. and just as like a people in general. I don't see it becoming relevant again either. I think you have to ask yourself, what do you want them to be proud of? What do you want them to represent it for? If you want your child to say the Pledge of Allegiance or stand for the Star Spangled Banner and things like that, you have to teach them why it is important. What do you want them to be patriotic about? You don't want it any child to blindly follow an idealism for no reason, no matter what it is. Even if you are patriotic, teach them why it is important to be patriotic. Don't just teach them to mindly follow an anthem that you say before the class. I, you can show kids veggie tales. doesn't mean they have to understand Christianity. Absolutely. I think that there's plenty of things now where, you know, even the separation of church and state doesn't play as much of a factor anymore because it's not prevalent. So most people aren't going to a good God-fearing school anymore as they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. That whole idealism itself, it. what do you think that the kids should be so proud of? If they turn on the news in any general direction, when's the last time you saw something patriotic? They don't open the news with the Star Spangled Banner. They don't open the news with the Pledge of Allegiance. They open the news with breaking news. Something just happened that's horrendous. And it makes more and more people look at the place that they're living in and question, why do I want to be here? Why do I want to attend a school where they're telling me to say the Pledge of Allegiance, but they can't even protect me from open fire? I I have to come to school with a bulletproof backpack, but you expect me to follow these false idealisms of something that you have put in place years ago when none of these things were even issued to begin with? You already don't teach us basic fundamentals for life, but you expect us to have a colonial-esque idealism in something that we don't even understand? A college. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you want the kids to understand where the Pledge of Allegiance comes from, they should probably understand more than just Fords are made in America. McDonald's is the most sold food item here. Mm-hmm. Things like that. They need to be able to tell you more presidents than logos or mascots. If they understand history of a football team, but they don't understand the history of their state, there's probably an issue. Mm. Most people out there don't have an actual patriotic bone in their body in the sense of anything more than these are my stomping grounds it's where i was born Mm -hmm. but they don't actually have that feeling of i would fight for this i would die for this i would like a personal sense of nationalism yeah it's just not very prevalent here it's prevalent in a lot of places but i wouldn't say it's Mm -hmm. as prevalent like within our area specifically in america or just just america in in general i understand there's still uber patriotic people in certain areas and i understand that there's a lot of people that will live or die for their constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. Most those, of them don't even understand what those are either. Exactly. That's the point is they're blindly following. And I'm not saying not to be patriotic. It's quite the opposite. I'm saying if you are going to be patriotic, have solid ground to stand on. Understand why you are so happy to be here, not just blindly following your tribalistic nature. I like that. I think I think you've nailed that. <laughs> Who knows? I'm just rambling at this point, but it's one of those things that I am not for or against church or politics in schools. It's up to the parent to decide what school their kid goes to. But if you put your kid in a 
a public school, it's just odd to have any idealism shoved down their throat, no matter what it is. If you're going to address something like be proud for your country, you also have to address things of like be proud of immigration, be proud of the things that make the country what it is, be proud of the optimistic view of capitalism that people tend to have, be proud of financial gains because we're known as one of the most financially proactive companies or not companies, countries. So being financially proactive, we have a lot of things like, of course, the stock market. How many schools really teach kids anything about finances, anything about debt, anything about you're about to go to college, you're going to be in staggering debt for a while. Here's how to handle that. How do you get your first car? How do you do taxes? but they want you to put your hand over your chest and take your hat off during a football game for the Star Spangled Banner. Okay, who wrote it? Mm. When was it wrote? What Why it was it wrote? For? Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't just open shirts versus blouses. There's more to it than that, which do or don't care. That's not for us to decide, but know why it's there. Do you think that patriotism is a lot, especially today, like a self-discovery? Or something that is brought up more generationally? I think, unfortunately, nowadays, patriotism is a personality complex. Okay. I, I like where you're going with that, yeah. More people think it's cool to wear an American flag zip-up windbreaker than to actually know why the flag is a sacred thing. I'm wearing a hat with an American flag on it, and the yeah. stars are bullets. Yeah. And, like, cool. Uh, show your patriotism. On the 4th of July, everyone's out there in a wife beater that's, like, spray-painted red, white, and blue. Whatever. More power to you. It's just like <laughs> people only want to stand by those rights and constitutional things if it's in their favor. If it's and that in itself is not patriotic. Blind patriotism? Watch videos of like how North Korea has to mourn <laughs> the fallen political officials. Yeah. If you don't cry loud enough, you're going to prison. Mm -hmm. Like shit like that, that's blind patriotism. Or, you know, not to point fingers, but there's plenty of countries around the world where you could say like, are you sure this is what you want? Like the blind following of this type of activity? Because like, I can't speak for all of our listeners, but I'm pretty sure a majority of listeners out there are thinking at bare minimum, we can all agree. Nobody in the game of politics in general is in it for us mm -hmm. at certain points. Sure. There's political parties and things that were in it for people, but I think those days are long gone. So the idealism of early patriotism with things like reciting the pledge of allegiance in school is kind of gone in the same sense. Don't want to beat a dead horse. Just no, yeah. Ride this Democratic donkey off stage. Yeah. yeah. I'll shoot it in the head first. <laughs> yeah. Carrie Ann from Ireland says, How do you feel about PDA, public displays of affection? Do you want to go first on this one? Yeah. I, that's a, huh, that's an interesting question. I think it depends, first of all, where the public area is. Mm hmm. I think like if you see someone getting a hand job in a public park, you might need to be like, hey, maybe don't do it on the swing set. Like you're setting a weird bar here. Yeah, it's, you know? a, it's a little off color, if you would. Making out at a library. Loud. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just trying to clear their throat and chew gum louder, and they're just yeah. hearing what sounds like two trout trying to gasp for air. I don't know. I just, I'm one of those people where I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't have to, if I don't want to look at it, I won't look at it. Yeah. You know, do I feel like there are certain parameters that it's appropriate? Mm -hmm. That's a hard line for me because that's a personal construct, in my opinion. Yeah. But I don't want to see you just fucking tongue down your throat of your significant other or the person that you're choosing to have a relationship you're like, with. We're at that Applebee's. Moment. I'm trying to eat. Yeah. It's not the right place. I don't know. Call me a prude. I think it's gross. Mm. Or if it's just a little too much, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's okay. We're done. I normally just assume there's a lot of intoxicants. Like if people are all over each other, I'm like, oh, they're probably drunk. Okay. 
Like, or, oh, they're probably on something. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's handsy people out there, but most people are at least going to go hide. They're going to run off together, tee and holding hands, and know they're running off to go bone in a public place. Like, if I see a couple in their early 20s, yeah. and they're just leaning on each other and kissing and, you know. You know, there's a little bit of honk goose and an ass grabbing yeah. going on. Yeah, like, know. okay, yeah, but if I see someone in their late 30s doing that, I'm like, okay. Mm. There's a <laughs> it hits a you little. You just different. opened up my mind a little bit because if you see the 45 year old dude on the bus, you're like, bro, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come this on, this is not the time or place. Put your dick away. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like, there's never more nudity than at a retirement home. No, somebody's grandma's running down topless. Somebody forgot to zip up after they're at the urinal. Like, there's such an unadulterated, like, well, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got both socks on. What else do you expect from me? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I feel like once you start busting out sex toys in public, it's like, okay, like, let's let's maybe not. Somebody sets down a backpack and starts vibrating. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, fuck me, but be considerate of others. You know, I'm going to chime in with a gripe here. Okay. If someone's going to sneak off to play around, maybe don't have porn star level screaming and moaning coming from an area. I don't know if you've ever been in a public place where someone's like unadulterated just giving their Oscar winning performance. A little too breathy. You're like, that's enough. Yeah. You know? We get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've watched a little too many Brazzers videos and they think that's how everyone responds to simply having their neck touched at a public park. Yeah, do you ever look at them and go like, well, that's not going to last? No, I more look at them and I'm like, nobody in this area believes that that person's as good at this as you're trying to portray. Like, like they're leaning too into the voyeurism part of it? Yeah, they're just like, hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Yeah, I fully believe it. I think that leads us into another question. And 46 from Oregon wants to know, do you guys have any strong feelings about spankings? Spankings. Mm-hmm. What is considered a spanking today? Because you could say yes, and all of a sudden you're looked at as, you know, CDC needs to have some questions. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, first of all, let's just leave CPS out of this. Let's address the consenting adults. Did I say CDC? You know, there might be a disease. Eh, alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> my SATs, my ACTs, and my STDs <laughs> are all, all showing up. Yeah, you yeah. your kid. They're all showing up. Yeah, all in the them. mail. But I think that, okay, say consenting adults with spanking, more power to you. Okay. Lay into it. Yeah. Like, oh, see, I was thinking with children. No, like, I'm going to assume that someone's not asking any sort of, like, child care tips from us because Thanks, Larry would feel... have to call our lawyer. Yeah, I don't feel weird. Yeah, you never lay hands on a child. Yeah. That's the wrong way to go about it. Yeah. If you think of laying hands on a child, maybe use a link to better help. I'm like, all down for a slap in public if they deserve it. A slap and fizzle. Here's a Twizzler. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't hurt. Here's a Snickers. I, okay, with adults, I think that as long as it's consensual, <laughs> and I think that uh, as long as you know what you're doing and you're not just wildly swinging at an object like you're Rocky trying to hit a hard bag, mm-hmm, yeah. there's zones. Mm-hmm. And about three inches above the right zone is the kidney zone. So you're just going to start clobbering somebody and make their knees weak and their liver quiver, and all of a sudden they're going <laughs> to drop to the floor. Uh, it's got to be cons- so a consensual slap you're okay with. Well, yeah, and you got to be honest about your levels. If someone's swinging into it like Mickey Mantle with a baseball bat, and you're expecting a soft little stop it, and you get a hip blown out, you drop to the ground, there's no workman's comp for sex work, then you're probably in a pickle. 
Yeah, your insurance ain't gonna cover it. No. They're like, how did this even happen? It looks like a cane, and you're like, I work at a retirement home. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's something that people have to be careful with. Be with someone that enjoys it. There's obviously people out there that, like, fetishize pain. Mm-hmm. So if that's their thing, then do your thing. But if you're just, like, wanting to take out primal aggression on your partner, you might need to condole them about it first. Maybe consult. You I know? like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, talk amongst each other about it. It's a really safe answer. We got Greg from Montana. Have you been to the Ford Theater where Lincoln was assassinated? And do you feel it's a sacred place? Have you been there before? Lincoln was assassinated in the Ford Theater, right? I think so. Apparently, according to Greg, he is. And then Kennedy was assassinated in a Lincoln car, right? Yeah. That's like the like connection there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the vice presidents and the... Yeah, yeah. You know, and the coincidences. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't think it's a historical landmark. I don't think it is either. I don't think it's like a sacred place by any means. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people get assassinated a lot of places. I understand that was a pretty detrimental one, Mm -hmm. but yeah. (laughs) Does anyone ever stand in a boxing ring and go, yep, this is Raleigh took the last punch that made him a little bit not able to box. Mm -hmm. But you got 9-11. This is the last place Michael J. Fox tied his shoes. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a foot locker yeah. in Chattanooga. Yeah, they're trying to put his foot in some, some like wet cement. It's just this, it's just this combobulated we didn't circle. Say snow angel. Yeah. We didn't. <laughs> they're just whips of shoelaces all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I could go back in time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what the fuck were we even talking about? It was uh, the, oh yeah, the Lincoln. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Yeah, no. I feel like like the nine eleven memorial yeah. is probably a little bit more relevant. I, I I think it's interesting that it's not come mm-hmm. to think about it, especially with today's demo, you know political spectrum or whatever. Yeah, I think it. But yet again, if, if you were a really famous you know figure, would you want to be remembered for some place that it just didn't work out too well for you? How about just birthplace? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's you the can go to my hometown. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. A... <laughs> well, I I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've always thought it was super bizarre that people want to visit like celebrities' grave sites. I would agree with that. Like, why? Why do you feel drawn to their mm. cemetery plot? I left the joint. In a race car. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know that the cemetery maintenance people are just going to come by and clean that up, right? Yeah, you left a mirror, a Costco card, and some baking soda on Amy Winehouse's grave. I have found Great. I have found IDs on, on uh, headstones before. Really? Yeah. I always thought that was interesting. That's a bad omen. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, and I know. Of course, you know, like in the veteran community and stuff, you know, you put coins on their grave depending on, of course. you know, the level of which you served with them as, uh-huh. or even if you're a passerby, like each coin is, you know, worth, yeah. you know, a different symbolism. Yeah. But like, I found some weird stuff on, on graves before where it's just like, you know, especially with kids and stuff, you get like toys and things like that I can understand, but like. Grandma's Betty Rose holder. Yeah. yeah. I found bones before too. Really? Yeah, just kind of spread out on there. I found cigarettes still lit on tombstones before nobody's around. I that's, always thought that was interesting. That's that's a different kind of feeling. Yeah. I had that before. Oh yeah. There's one in particular around my home area that if you go to, it's always like someone was just there, but you just missed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up our questions. Thank you, Larry. 
Appreciate you really that. killed it this week, Lair. Yeah, good, uh, good rep- repertoire for your PO coming from us. Absolutely. So thanks again, everybody. You think you are for Christ's sake, crazy or something? Oh, no.